If you brought a check or you have cash, then you can give at the end as we make our exit here. You can always give online there on our website or you can do text to give and that is texting CRC to 76959. But today as we go to the Word of God, I want to open up once again in a word of prayer. And if you can't see me or if you ever feel the need that you want to get out and stand on the front by the front of your car, you're welcome to do that as well. But today I believe that the Lord has something to say to those that are here. And I know that the Lord has spoken to me in prayer and has let me know that there is a mother. It's more than just mothers today, but there is a mother today that God's going to restore. He's going to restore your hope. He's going to restore your joy. You've had a hard time trying to figure out what was going on in your life and all the turmoil that you have faced. You've even adopted the idea that God was angry with you. I want to refute that claim that did not come from heaven but came from hell. And I want to say to you today that Jesus Christ, if he's not your redeemer, he can be your redeemer today. It can be the reward that you're looking for and that God Almighty is for you and he's not against you. God loves you and he's concerned about where you're at and what you're going through. Father, we come before the throne of grace and Lord, we know of a certainty. And Lord, we need the presence of your spirit. We need the power of your might. Lord, we need what only you can give, Lord God. We need the revelation that comes by your spirit. Lord, I ask today that you would move in a mighty way, that not one soul, one person, one individual that can hear or listening to this message today, Lord, will not go away feeling the overwhelming sense of your touch. Lord, I need you and I magnify you. Let your presence be evident Let the anointing flow in Jesus' name. I want you to look here in Ruth, and I'm going to read a number of verses here in the first chapter. Now, as we turn here to the book of Ruth, we see that in the book of Ruth, there are, in my estimation, three heroes. We have Ruth, which the book is named after, and we see the integrity of her character. We see the, a, a person with, with passion and fortitude and integrity, as we will talk about her in a little bit greater light in just a moment. But we see how that Ruth is an individual that we understand being a foreigner to Israel. How that she goes out and with a servant's heart, she just serves with passion and compassion for her mother-in-law. And then we see another hero, which is Boaz. Boaz being a representation of the near kinsman redeemer that fast forwards and looks ahead in time to Jesus Christ, our near kinsman redeemer. And without Boaz, there would be no restoration, there would be no recovery, there would be no rescue from her situation. But we see here today uh, another hero in these four chapters of Ruth. That's Naomi. Now, as we see Naomi, we may not look at her at first glance as a hero, but she certainly needs to be spoken of, talked about. Because without Naomi, there would be no Ruth. 
Without Naomi, there would be no near kinsman redeemer. So as we look here, I want you to focus your attention upon Naomi today. I want to begin reading here in the fourth verse. But we find out that Naomi is here. Her husband, 10 years prior to this chapter, had taken his family out of Bethlehem, Judah, and took them to a foreign land, to the land of the Moabites. And there, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. After his death, her two sons took wives of the Moabite nation. And she remained there for 10 years. And then both of her sons passed away. And we take up the story here in verse 4. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about 10 years. Then both Melion and Chilion also died. So the women survived her husband, the woman survived her husband and her two sons. Then she arose with her daughter-in-law that she might return to the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Therefore she went out from the place where she was and her two daughter-in-laws with her. And they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. Because the wind is being a little contrary, I'm going to stop the reading there and just share with you the rest of that chapter. As we see here, here's Naomi living in a foreign land, in a foreign culture, in a place where it is not recognized as Jehovah worship. She's there and her two sons have passed. She has nothing left. And so she hears as she's out in the field. She's out in the field and she hears that God had visited his people. So she tells her daughter-in-laws, I'm going back. The story here in the word of God tells us that her daughter-in-laws decided they would go with her. Now, as they were deciding to go with her, she stopped them and said, look, there's no need for you to go with me. I have nothing to offer you. I'm an old woman. I'm beyond childbearing years. Even if I took a husband and had a child in a year, then are you going to wait until they are full grown before you take them as your husbands? I have nothing to offer you, nothing to give you. She was in dire straits. She was in a difficult place. As she is there, now Orpha came and her and Ruth both wept bitterly because they loved Naomi, loved the woman. But we find out that Orpha kissed Naomi and returned to Moab, whereas Ruth clung to her. We see, and Naomi said, you need to go back. Look, your, your sister-in-law, she's already returned. Just go back. Be with your people. Maybe the Lord will bless you. But Ruth 
declared to her, I will go where you go. I will live where you live. Your God shall be my God. And if need be, I will die where you die. And only death will separate you and I. Now as we see that, we see the strength of Ruth. Then we see as they make their way, as Naomi knew that there was no more arguing with the girl. She's going with me. So they make their way down to Bethlehem. As they make their way to Bethlehem and they enter into the city. Now Naomi is older. She's impoverished. She went out full, but now she comes back empty. It's been a lot of things that took place in her life. And the people began to recognize her. Oh, that's Naomi. Oh yeah, Naomi, how are you? She said, don't call me by that name anymore. The name Naomi means God is sweet. She said, don't call me by that name anymore because God has testified against me. She said, you can call me Mara, which means bitterness or bitter. Because God has come against me. I went out full, but I've come back empty. I have nothing. I have no hope. My land is sold. I have no way to redeem it. I have a daughter-in-law and I can't give her any hope. Here's Naomi and she is a mother who's lost everything. She is a mother who believed the propaganda of the enemy. If bad things happen to you, then God doesn't like you. But I'm here today to refute that. Because in that moment we see Naomi. Naomi was a woman who we first see her in a state where she would probably tell you it was the worst version of myself. Has anybody ever been so low and suffered such loss that when people come to you and tell you God is sweet, you say, oh no, it's not been sweet to me of late, it seems. And you feel that anguish of heart. You feel that bitterness of heart. You, you feel like life is not fair and things should have not turned out the way they turned out. You feel that overwhelming sense that God is against you. I'm here today to encourage you. And maybe pose a different scenario to you. Could it be that God is not angry with you? But could it be that hell is raged against you because God has promise in store for you? Could it be that God has something mightier than what you could even imagine? And hell, though hell does not have all of the ins and the outs, hell does have a discerning of the Spirit of God. Because anywhere the light of God is shining, the darkness cannot come in. Could it be that there was a hope inside of Naomi that maybe she couldn't even recognize? That God had something in store for her. As we look here to the Word of God, we see something in Naomi. She said, don't call me by that name anymore. Made their way back to Bethlehem, Judah. As they are there, we, we look back and we see that Naomi dwelt in the land of Moab for 10 years. That word dwelt there means to sit. She sat down in that place. We don't know for sure, but if we just look at the chronicle of the chapter, we see that Naomi's husband, Elimelech, died. He's the one that led his family into Moab at the time of famine. 
And then afterwards, if we look at that just in the context, we see that two daughter-in-laws were added to her family. She was probably making the best out of a bad situation. Some of you are in a place right now and you thought, well, I'm just going to make the best out of a bad situation. I'm just going to stay here and just do what is in front of me to do. I can't go back. I don't have anything. But then it says here that she was out and heard in a country. Some of your translations is more literal. And it literally means that she's not just in a country, but she's in a field. Naomi is out in the field. Makes you kind of think, where did Ruth know how to work in the field? Makes you kind of think, how did Ruth know to go out and to glean in the field? Maybe she had watched her mother-in-law out in that field. And she heard while she's in the field that God had visited the people of Israel and brought bread. Let me tell you, the Lord God Almighty 2,000 years ago certainly did visit His people. Did anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody hear what I'm saying today? It's kind of hard to re read your headlines. It's kind of hard to get a feel for as I'm looking at your windshield wipers. But I believe that God is resonating something in your spirit. Jesus Christ has visited the land of Israel, the land of Judah, and he has brought bread. And she heard that while she was in the field. Something about that field that always catches my eye. It was in a field that Elisha was called. Elijah, I've got your replacement. Where will I find him, Jehovah God? You're going to find him as he's out in the field. He's out there plowing with the others, and he's on the last plow. He's at the lowest rung of the ladder, but he's in the field. Let me tell you, God still recruits from the field, and Naomi received a revelation in the field. Let me say to you, as we look here, when we look at this field, I believe Naomi had sowed some seeds in the life of this daughter-in-law. Let me tell you, Orpha was a, a, a woman who loved her mother-in-law. But we see there that both of them wept bitterly over the loss of that relationship and everything that had happened to them. And now Ruth, her strength of character... I believe that there was something inside of Naomi that she wanted. I want to worship your God because I've seen you not only in the good times, I've seen you more in the bad. And in the bad times, I still want your God. She had sown some seeds in her life. Now right now, Mom, let me talk to you. Dad, let me talk to you. You're in a place in your life and you feel like it. you are experiencing and your family's experiencing the worst version of yourself. You don't feel like there's anything more to offer. Let me encourage you. You may not feel like you want to feel at this moment, but trust in the seeds that you have sown. 
Because those seeds will not, as the word of God will not return void, but those seeds are going to bring a harvest, and you're going to see the greatest harvest you've ever seen. I believe it by the voice of the Spirit of God, by the witness of God. You are coming out. Naomi dwelt in this land, but oh, I hear, I hear God has visited his people with bread. So she arose. She got up from where she was at. Somebody today is going to hear this word, not because I'm preaching it, not because I'm your pastor. You're going to get up from your situation. You're going to arise. You're going to, you're going to stand up. That word arose means she stood. She stood up. I'm tired of sitting in this place. I'm tired of listening to the worship that's going out to the gods of Moab. I'm tired of what I'm looking at. I am getting up. Somebody is getting up today. You're deciding to Today, today is my day. I'm not wasting another moment. If I die trying, I'm going to die. But I'm not going to sit here and waste away. God, if you've got something for me, I'm going to get up by the strength of God. And I'm going to move forward in the things of God. I'm going to pursue you. And if I die, I die. And if I live, then glory be to the living God. Is anybody listening today? She arose. She arose. But oh, I can't get away from that field. I can't get away from the field. Oh, let me tell you, we'll come back to that in a minute. I just felt the Lord say, move on for just a moment. And we'll get back to that in just a minute. But she heard. Where did she hear? She was out in the field. I know the translation you're reading says country. And when you preach this message, you can use the word country. But the raw meaning of that word is field. She's in that field and she hears that God has visited. Oh, that the world may know that God has visited. Now we see here, she arose, she stood up. When you've done all the stand, what do you do, church? You stand, armed with God. When you've done all the stand, stand and keep standing. Put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Let your feet be, feet be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Take on the shield of faith and draw the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Maybe you've done everything you know to do to stand and you're saying, Lord, what do you want from me? He's saying to you, just keep on standing. Not in your strength, but my strength. Not in your ability, but my ability. Not in your promises, but my promises. Just stand. Just stand. Naomi, you're going to discover God is sweet. You're not meant for a life of bitterness. Oh, they came out of Egyptian bondage and they made their way to a, to a well. They were thirsty and they reached over to drink. And when they took a sip of that water, it was bitter. They did what all of us would do. They spit it out. Water was brackish. It was bitter. Then they began to complain. I don't know about you, but I've been guilty of complaining in my situation. I know you haven't, but I'm confessing my faults so that I can be healed. Amen. There's two honest people here. But anyway, we see there, they began to complain. 
But then Moses was instructed to go get the stick, go get the wood, go grab it and put it in the water. There's only one word translated in the word of God. Old Testament. Is it tree or is it wood? Andrew was sharing this with me the other day. It's tree. He took the tree and he put it in the water. There's only one Hebrew word. If you see stick, if you see wood, if you see tree, it's all tree. Took the tree and put it in the water of bitterness. And that water of bitterness became sweet. Now, if you didn't know where I was going with that, it's this. You take the cross and you put the cross in the midst of your situation and God changes that situation. You apply the sacrifice of Christ to your situation and your situation will go from bitter, it'll go from bad to blessing. God will change the outcome. That bitterness... You showed up with bitterness in your heart. But I say to you that God has blessing in store and you will discover. If it's not today, it might be tomorrow or the next day or the next day. But you are going to discover in the very near future that God is sweet. And that God is on your side. And that God is for you. As we look here. Naomi heard in the field. She heard in the field. Naomi got up, and I love this. She returned to Judah. She returned to Judah. What do you need to do in your situation right now, no matter who you are? If you're in a place and you've lost, you're looking at a land of devastation and despair. You're there and the enemy and the circumstance is declaring to you that it is hopeless, that it is that you're no good, that God is mad at you. Let me tell you, I hope you hear what the Spirit is saying to you. God has visited his land with bread. He's visited his land with bread. He's not only visited his land with bread, but it's time that you arise. Get up. Stop sitting there. Stop spending another moment in that place get up from where you're at now return to judah it's time church we as the church need to return to true worship to worship god in spirit and in truth that it's not about the buildings that we resurrect we are the church of jesus christ doesn't matter if we're having church in a parking lot uh, at this facility or we're at Walmart. We're the church. doesn't matter if we're in the workplace or we are sheltering in place. We are the church. Now, I don't know about you, but let me tell you, the world is losing their mind. They're saying things like this. We are alone together. We're either alone or we are together. I know I'm being a little facetious today, and I understand what they are saying. But let me tell you, I believe the greatest days of the church are not behind us, but ahead of us. I believe the greatest day of the church is now. I believe the 
salvation is now. We don't have to wait on the bread to come. The bread has already come. The word is already alive. He is here today and he's speaking to somebody. As we look here, we see that she returned to Judah. Let me encourage you. Hear what God is saying to you right now. Hear what God is saying to you and stand up in the midst of your situation and return to the place where you know you will find the sweetness of God. Return to the place of worship. Return and begin to magnify God in the midst of your situation. Bring God the, your, your seeds with tears. And yea, doubtless, you will come again rejoicing. Begin to worship the Lord in the midst of that turmoil and trial. Just begin to lift your hands and begin to praise God. And watch a holy boldness come over you like never before. I believe the Lord has something in store for you beyond your imagination reach out and begin to worship God return to Judah now just in case you forgot I forgot about the field there's something about that field that catches my eye now I believe that Ruth experienced maybe she grew up in a farming community and she understood the field but what I do know is that Naomi according to the word there she heard in the field if you look at the language and I'm sure that there might have been some means or measure that place that she was at for those that had been impoverished because she was not a citizen of Moab but when they returned to Bethlehem Judah Bruce said I'm gonna go out in the field and I'm gonna glean because what she had learned from Naomi is that Jehovah God had made provision for those who could not take care of themselves. They could go out into a field and they could go behind the reapers during harvest and whatever was left could go to the poor. Not only whatever was left could go to the poor, but if one of the harvesters accidentally dropped a sheave dropped any grain, any stocks, he had to leave it there. Boaz saw Ruth in the field and said, just go ahead and leave whatever you, whatever you drop, drop it on purpose. Make sure she can find it. And in so doing, we see that she gathered in that field. Now, I don't have the time to share with you, but I will tell you, that in that field that I believe she learned from Naomi, in that field, the servants that Ruth was following would one day become her servants. And that field that she was a foreigner and a stranger will one day become her field. And those servants would serve her. But that field, if you will look at that, is a field that would be passed on to her children, her children's children. All the days of Judah, it would belong to her lineage. Thus, it would belong to Naomi. And one day, Ruth's grandson, Naomi's, or her great-grandson, Naomi 
whose great-great-grandson, King David, would be in that very field shepherding his flock. He wouldn't only be shepherding the flock, but he would be out in that field and he would kill the lion. And he would kill the bear. And one day word would get back to the king because what is it? God calls from the field. He gives revelation in the field. Oh, Naomi knew what it meant to be in the field. She taught Ruth what it meant to be in the field. Where did Boaz find Ruth? It was in the field. And in that very field, lo and behold, somebody heard or saw David worshiping the Lord in that land of Judah went back and told the king let me tell you there's a there's a harpist out there he's a worshiper and I believe the torments in your spirit can be relieved if you'll call that worshiper because I don't know I was walking through that field one day this is what I imagine this is not what the word says but we do know that when Saul sent for David he said go get him he's out there in the field Jesse I need your boy he's the one that that Ruth bore. He's the one that came out of Obed. That now your your daddy and now Jesse, I need you to go get David out of the field. He's the one who worships the Lord. Bring him in here because he needs to worship God. He became the armor bearer. And when time came, he was the one standing out there and slew the giant because God had prepared the way for him and it all began in the field that belonged to Naomi. Now, let's fast forward from that moment. Because if you know a little bit about Bible history, you understand that because Naomi sent Ruth into the field, Ruth was recognized by Boaz, Boaz being the great-grandfather of David, we find out that the lineage goes forward and that there would come a line of the tribe of Judah. Where would he be born? It would be in the vicinity of that very field which belonged to Naomi, which belonged to Ruth, which belonged to Boaz, Obed, Jesse, David, all the way down to the bread. There is bread in Judah. There is bread in Bethlehem. There was Jesus born. He was born in Bethlehem. The shepherds out there in the field for generations had been raising lambs that would be brought into Jerusalem for the slaughter, not even knowing that God's sacrifice would come to the very place where there would be a census called and God would bring Jesus there and he would be born in the land of Bethlehem. Ah, oh, let me tell you today, close with this with these thoughts could the battle and the loss against her may be an indication of the good that God destined her to receive for I consider the sufferings of this present time Paul speaking is not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed let me tell you, if you don't have a 
You can't have a Ruth without a Naomi. You can't have a Billy Graham without a Mordecai Ham who led him to the Lord. D.L. Moody was led by a Sunday school teacher to the Lord. And that Sunday school teacher's name was Edward Kimball. What we see here, folks, that though you may feel insignificant, you may feel the loss has been too devastating, that you're the place of hopeless despair. You've got nothing even to offer those that are around you. Let me say to you that the attack that has been on your life is because of the hope that is inside of you. The attack that has been on your life is because hell has recognized that the divine seed of the Lord Jesus Christ lives inside of your heart. And that attack and that suffering is not going to compare to the glory which God has in store for you. So I hope and pray with all of my heart that you can hear God's word for you today. And that you will stand up and say, I will sit here no more. And you will return to the land of praise and magnify God. Now, I know I've given you a lot today. Some of you, maybe not enough. But I'm going to trust that what I have said, God will empower by His Spirit and that your life will be changed. I don't even know how to look for a response today. I guess the same way we've been doing for weeks. Preaching at a camera. Preaching by faith. That God is reaching into your situation. It's between you and Him. But right now, I believe... There are those that are going to feel an overwhelming sense of God's presence. That God is restoring you right there where you're at. And though it hasn't made sense, things will begin to make sense. That you will discover that your name is not Mara, it's not bitterness. But what's going to be declared over you is Naomi. God is sweet. God is sweet. Pray with me. Father, in the name of the living God, Lord, we reach out in faith, through faith, by faith, Lord, to reach to the grace that you've already provided. And Lord, that lives will be changed today. Lord, there is someone that feels every bit of the anguish that Naomi had felt. Lord, they felt that everything was against them, including you. They had nothing left to offer. But Lord, I believe today that, Lord, they have heard your word. And they are standing up in the armor of God. And they are returning to worship Jehovah God and then Lord you're going to bring forth an abundance in their life that they cannot even begin to fathom we believe it we receive it today in Jesus name Amen, Amen.
was just making sure these guys weren't going to escort me off here or something. As you make your way out today, let me encourage you. Continue in worship. Next week, we'll be opening these doors. We're going to come in. I'm going to leave you to self-govern, which means you sit with your family, spread out a little bit, but come expecting to have church. Amen. Come expecting to magnify the Lord. As now, I will tell you, one teenager had an idea that the senior adults could go sit in the balcony. Didn't think that was the best idea. If you're physically able next week, you don't mind going up and sit in the balcony, spread out. We don't know where people's comfort level is, and you may be at higher risk than others. There's no shame either way. Now, I'm a hugger, but don't feel like you gotta hug me. If you want to fist bump, fist bump. If you want to wave, that's fine. And just please respect those that are around you as we do the best we can to move forward because we're moving forward. We're going to see God do great things. Once again, I want to say thank you to Joel. Did a great job helping us get set up. Our audio-visual team that, for all that they have done. Our worship team for getting out here and worshiping. And thank you for coming today. Also, I want to share with you that uh, last Wednesday, we partnered with the North Texas Food Bank. They came out and brought a, a disaster relief mobile food bank on our property. There were 255 cars that came through. They passed out 350 boxes and a single box will, will feed a family of four for a week. And so we thank God for that. Now, they've yet to tell me whether or not they're going to come back. The original plan was every other Wednesday. We will keep you posted on that. If you have an offering, the guys, as you leave out, they have buckets here. Just drop your offerings in that if you brought one with you. And also, I need to let you know that Tim and Bree McKenzie are no longer with us. They will be re relocating to Houston and we pray the Lord's very best for them as they start a new chapter in their life. And we're going to be moving forward with the youth. We're going to see God do great things. And so parents, alert your youth and let them know that we do have plans in place. And we'll let you know as soon as we're ready to release those. Today, God bless you. Thank you once again for coming. And... Can't wait to see all of you inside. Father, pray your blessings, Lord God, upon crossroads. Let us go forward in your strength. Thank you for all that you've done, all that you continue to do. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you today. Thank you for coming. <laughs>